Blog Talk Radio. And now on Blog Talk Radio, you're listening to Wine Talk with Stu the Wine Guru.
All my wine articles are now available on any smartphone. Just download the Hello Vino app, and you can take my wine reviews and articles with you anywhere you go. Tonight, I'll go old school and give you some updates on upcoming appearances, a little bit about the wine industry, news and reviews. Of course, the number to call in, 1-646-381-4860. Or if you're shy and you prefer the computer, email me your questions to info at stewthewineguru.com. You can also tweet me your questions to at stewthewineguru on Twitter, and I'll read them right here on the show. As always, I've opened the chat room for the listeners to go into and chat. You can also ask me any questions, and I will check into the chat room live periodically during the show to give you some answers. I see some email questions here, so let me take some and get some answers for you. First one is from Shei Shen, 41, at Yahoo, from Hong Kong, and it says, Stu, I enjoy your show and have listened to the older shows to catch up. I would like to know what you think of the 2009 Bordeaux. Are they really that good? Well, first and foremost, Shishian41 at Yahoo from Hong Kong. I want to thank you for your email. Yes. I would have to say yes. And this would be a great time to investigate a new chateau that you may not have tried before, a new Bordeaux, uh, a name that you may not recognize. I have to say a great value-priced Bordeaux would be a Chateau d'Arvigny. It's a Saint Emilion. And the 2009 goes for about $18, so I suggest seeking it out. I definitely think you'll like it. Um, that's just one I can think of. The, uh, let's see, Chateau um, Le Grand Cigognac is another good one. It's an Omidoc. Uh It's fantastic. It's about a $15 or $16 uh, price range. Um, and let's see if there's another one I can think of. Uh, uh, Beaumont, let's see, Latour Beaumont is another nice one as well. So if you're looking for a really good chat, uh, a really good Bordeaux blend and you want a great value price for 2009, uh, definitely the Chateau d'Arvigny, that would be great. And that's a good Santa Emilion. Next is from Giuseppe Boldo from Quarto, Quarto Daltino, Italy. And it says, Stu, a great show here. I listened to the one with Pietro Ratti and truly enjoyed it. Well, thank you. I'd like to know which Italian wine is your favorite. Okay, let's see. Well, Giuseppe, I have to say, I enjoy Amarones. Um, I love all Italian reds more than the whites. And um, and uh, let's see, a uh, I would probably say uh, next to that would be a Brunello. And thanks for your email. Let's see what else we've got here. People here. Next is from Britt Husa from Amsterdam, Netherlands. And it says, uh, Stu, I have followed your wine picks and have learned about many new wines. I want to know if you prefer new world over old wines. Old world wines, excuse me. Well, actually, Britt, I get to find a wine I do not like altogether. <laughs> I'm serious. I know it sounds like a, like a safe answer. But I'm constantly trying both old and new world wines. And really, neither has disappointed me yet. I find some great qualities in both old world and new world wines. So as you've heard me say a million times over, 
not unlike the saying in real estate where it's location, 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 with wine and, and the journey of tasting it, it's taste, taste, taste. So uh, I, I never say no to any particular type of wine that anyone wants to serve. I like to try to expand my palate, learn about things. Um, you know, if it's, it's a varietal that I'm not familiar with, um, I try it, and then, you know, I do the research on it, or vice versa. I'll do the research, and then I'll go out and try it, see where I can find it. So I highly recommend to everyone out there that, um, you know, don't be so close-minded as to what type of varietal. I hear this all the time. I speak to people, and they say, well, I'm not much for whites. Okay, well, what made that decision? What made you have make that decision? Well, you know, I tried a Chardonnay and it really was too dry for me, so I don't like whites. And, I mean, I think to myself, well, how could you make that kind of decision, that broad stroke uh, on just one particular varietal that you tried that maybe not have, was not the best? Um, I, I think it's important to, you know, even though I prefer reds over white, I think it's important to uh, to try everything, literally everything. So uh, so get out there and, and do that. And I thank you. I want to thank um, Britt Husa from Amsterdam, Netherlands, uh, for your question. And, uh, you know, go out there and try a few more. Um, in addition to that, I, I'd like to talk about, again, the the, uh, the Bordeaux. I've been getting a lot of questions about the 2009s, and I have to say that there are, they are tremendous, um, great vintage. Uh, they live up to the expectations that everybody has been uh, lauding the thing is, uh, there's not a lot, uh, you know, available in the value price. I have, you know, a handful that I can think of. When I say value price, I mean something between, let's say, 15 and 30. Um, there's a lot out there that's way above that. And the reason being is because these vintages have become uh, so in demand and because of the fact that uh, there's, they're being bought up very quickly from other countries, uh, China being one of them. What ends up happening is the it becomes the market what the market will bear. So there's a lot of you know prices things that you would have bought a few years ago uh, with Bordeaux that from a particular chateau that might have cost you let's say thirty or forty dollars that are now fifty or sixty and some even seventy dollars because of the fact that uh, one this particular 2009 vintage is phenomenal and two because um, you know the demand is so high. So I do suggest. Uh, going out there and uh, and seeing what you can get your hands on, and that that gives you a reason, as I mentioned earlier, at the top of the show, to find a chateau, to find a particular um, Bordeaux blend from a vintner that you're not, let's say, readily familiar with. Because what happens is they're trying to get a name, and so they they're not going to charge as much for what they uh, produce, and um, in turn they're not producing as much, so you know you're getting a great value. Um, for for you know a much smaller price. Um, just to give you a little update on the show, there are uh, a few things I'll be doing. October 29th, if you are in Miami, um, I suggest you meet me at the uh, Molly Duker Tasting at the Epic Hotel. Uh, Sparky will be there, and uh, they, as you know. Molly Duker makes probably some of the finest uh, Shiraz that comes out of Australia. Uh, their wines and blends are 
unbelievable. I know I had talked about it recently. Uh, it was in the news that their Velvet Glove, which was, you know, their um, benchmark um, and their high-end, uh, it's about 180 or so, or 190 uh, a bottle, uh, there was an uh, accident uh, at the vineyard in um, the, uh, the it was in uh, it was in a crate uh, which dropped and a million dollars worth of that uh, precious wine was uh, destroyed unfortunately. However, Sparky had assured everybody that there will be no um, you know hiring of the price on it. So uh, for those who are uh, collectors and who enjoy really high-end fine wine, uh, I still suggest you go out there and get what you can of Velvet Glove. I also just suggest, you know, Carnival Love, Two um, uh, Feet, um, The Boxer, The Violinist. I mean, there are so many great wines from uh, from the Molly Duker uh, profile, and I think you need to go out there and, uh, and if you haven't tasted them, go do so. And if you have a chance, October 29th, I definitely suggest you join me. And if you are going to be there uh, and you're within earshot of me, uh, I want you to, to say hi and let me know that you heard it on the show or on Twitter uh, because I will be tweeting about it um, in the days to come as we get closest to Saturday. Um, in addition to that, in January, I'll be media sponsor for the third annual Key West Food and Wine Festival, um, which I've had a blast at. I think you've known, you've seen the pictures on my website. Uh, Key West, the Concord public definitely knows how to throw a party. They definitely know how to party up. And uh, there's going to be a uh, great food. There's great wine. There's uh, usually a, a, a wine crawl, if you will, on uh, Duval Street. So there's a variety of different uh, restaurants and retail outlets that you can go into uh, where they're, you know, they, they have their wares and they have their food, but you get a chance to try and sample all that. So I highly recommend that you get down. Certainly Key West, it's no excuse not to be in probably the, the warmest place in the United States in January. Um, so January, take a look on my website. You can click on it and it gives you information about the Key West Food and Wine Festival. February, I will be media sponsor for the South Beach Food Network Wine and Food Festival. Of course, this is the uh, premier uh, wine and food event to go to. Uh, you want to rub elbows with uh, the top chefs that you see on television, uh, the celebrity chefs. There are always celebrities that are there that show up just to hang out and be with them because these celebrities are like the – these chefs are like the rock stars of the food world, of course – and you get a chance to hang out with them. You get a chance to, you know, um, they're usually preparing food for you. And uh, you're right there. And it's not like you have your television on and you're, you're watching it. You're physically right there. There they are for you. So some great chefs. Some great food is to be had there. Excellent wine. Top wine from all the top winemakers. Uh, at the, I, this year it's going to be the 11th year that they're doing the South Beach Food Network Wine and Food Festival. And uh, if you go onto my website, uh, stevenwineguru.com, you'll get a chance to click on uh, that and get all the updated information. And as soon as tickets are available to go, I highly suggest uh, you rush to get them because they're going to go extremely quickly. Um, 
Following that, in February, March, I'll be media sponsor for the Boca Bacanal Wine Fair, which is really, really nice down here in Florida. Again, uh, anybody, March, come on, it's a no-brainer to be here in Florida, especially Boca. Real nice. It's uh, usually held in uh, Meisner Park and uh, all the main food, um, you know, the, the great restaurants of that area uh, and caterers and uh, winemakers um, are all going to be there. So the cool thing is you can kind of hang out there. They usually have a grand tasting and auction. So there's a lot of cool stuff to check out. And you can kind of buy some great wines. So that's another thing. I don't think a lot of people have the chance to do that, but uh, you will. So that is March. And uh, as I, you know, the new things come up that I'll be doing, of course I will let you know. If you are local to South Florida, you can turn on um, Nonstop Foodies, which is the Miami Nonstop channel, NBC's Miami Nonstop, and watch me five days a week on channel 216 for Comcast, channel 133 for Advanced Cable, channel 650 for Atlantic Broadband, and see me do my your wine list segment where I pair up fantastic wines with great food from the top restaurants all over South Florida. And the great thing about that is is that I give you a traditional choice. So for argument's sake, let's the steak and I will recommend the Cabernet Sauvignon of course. And then I give you two um something different, which is kinda of nice because it gives you the ability to um to to taste something and pair it up that you may never have chosen before, you may never have thought would go together, but you get to try it, and then you see what exactly what I'm talking about, why these are different choices, but why they work just the same. Um, I will be posting, getting emails about this for local residents uh, of South Florida, as well as people <laughs> all over the United States, some uh, all over the globe, doing um, in-home, uh, wine tastings, as well as wine dinners. And as you've seen on my website, I've done them for restaurants like Chiefs. I'm going to be doing them in-home as well. So look very quickly at my website over the next couple of days, next week, and I'll be posting all the information on how you can uh, have me come in-home or uh, you are uh, at your business, if whatever it may be, or party that you're having, and uh, host a wine tasting. It's a lot of fun. I usually do about 90 minutes to two hours, depends on how many wines, how many people, and whether we're pairing it with food. And uh, there's a lot to learn, but a lot to laugh about because I keep it very, very uh, light and humorous. Uh, so keep up with that. Take a look at that. Of course, certainly the best magazine on the stands. Pick it up. Uh, my wine article's latest one was on the Millennials and the impact they're going to have over the next 20 years on how we buy wine, how we drink wine, um, and how we're marketed to. Uh, you know, I've talked about it in that my most recent article, the idea of social media and its impact. It's pretty impressive, pretty amazing how um, a millennial or anyone is now picking up their phone and taking pictures of the labels and then shooting it out to their followers via Twitter, via social media, via Facebook, and saying, you've got to try this. you got to see what this is all about. It's awesome. Uh, it's a great use of the medium. And uh, it, it's just taking off. 
something that I know, um, that's one part of it. And then, of course, doing things like this, radio shows, uh, where I, you know, in upcoming shows as I've had in the past, winemakers and vintners and all, who get the chance to talk directly to the end user, the consumer. It's a really amazing thing. So uh, stay tuned. Uh, take a look at the – pick it up in Borders or Barnes & Noble or any fine bookstore. And, uh, you know, the latest one is on that, but I've had a couple articles that I've done on uh, some of my recommendations. And, of course, if you have a smartphone, you've got my wine articles with you. You can just – Hello Vino app. Download it. It's free. Um, of course, if you have any questions about the show, you can always email them to me at info at studentwinebrew.com. You can go to my website as well, as I mentioned earlier, www.studentwineguru.com, and click on all the links for my wine articles, the videos, and you can listen to archived wine talk radio shows uh, with some of the guests I've had in the past. Um, let's just see here. Checking had some tweets and a bunch of stuff that's come through, so let's just take a look and see what's happening here. The update on Twitter. I love Twitter. What a great medium. Just a quick uh, note: one of the articles from um, not too long ago that I wanted to um, read about from Wine Spectator. And it's just it's uh, from Tim Fish and Augustus Reed. Uh, excuse me, Augustus Weed. Uh, it was posted on October 14th, and essentially, just what, it, what I just wanted to go over real quick what it was. Uh, it was about uh, will California grapes rot on the vine? Stormy days for California winemakers as heavy rains pound an already late vintage. Um, and just wanted to read just a little bit of it. Um, the sun has returned for now to California wine country, but following a series of rainstorms that swept through the state in the past two weeks. Growers and winemakers are scrambling to salvage what was once a promising vintage. This really sucks, said Fetzer winemaker Dennis Martin. I've been in the business for 36 years, and this is one of the worst vintages I've ever seen. Veteran winemaker David Graves of St. Sperry agreed that 2011 is one of the most challenging of his career. By the way, I've had David on my, uh, on my show, and he was phenomenal and uh, great wine. Um, it's not a vintage for the faint of heart, he said. After a late start in the spring and generally moderate summer weather, temperatures rarely rose above 90 degrees in Northern California. For example, winemakers had been biting their nails since Labor Day. Storms uh, played havoc with harvest in 2009 and 2010, but the rain held out and warm weather persisted into November. Then 2011 looked to be a promising season. So I just wanted to quickly read, you know, a little bit about that. And what, what's amazing to me is that, um, and they're showing a bunch of Sonoma Pinot Noir developing mold. Um, I'm going to just give you the, uh, um, to take a look at it, the link to that, which is uh, online spectator. And, um, and you can click on it, and I highly recommend you read it. Um, and if you already have, the uh, Wine Spectator, and you have a um, a subscription to it. Um, read that article because it's very telling. I, of course, I just gave like a little short part of it. Um, but if you go online to the link that I'm putting in right now, 
um, you'll be able to read that article. Um, I think I have it right here. And seven. If you go into my chat room right now, I've sent the link for it. Um, definitely check it out. It's worth reading. And uh, it gives you just an insight as to what's happening in the wine industry and what's been going on for the upcoming um, wine vintage for, 2000, for 2011. So anyway, um, I think that's basically it. I just wanted to give everybody kind of an update on what's happening. Um, as I mentioned, if you have any questions, you can email me at info at com. You can tweet me on Twitter at, at StuTheWineGuru, uh, or you can email me questions at info at com. Go on to my website, com, and you can check out the updates. As I had mentioned earlier, um, you'll be able to read the wine articles. You'll be able to... Uh, take a look at the videos. You can see where I'm going to be going, what I've been doing. And as I mentioned, uh, for everyone that had asked, I will uh, post uh, a way that you can um, utilize my services as a uh, for a wine dinner or wine tasting. Well, I want to thank everybody that emailed their questions in. Thanks very much. Um, and as I mentioned earlier, if you have any questions, just email, tweet, or go onto my website and check out the the wine articles, videos, and listen to some archived talk wine talk shows. As I always say, if it's time to pour the wine, it's time to stew the wine guru. Drink up. Good night and good wine. And now on Blog Talk.